Welcome to the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with your host, accountant and author Carol Topp, the homeschool CPA. Carol takes confusing topics such as money and business and puts them into clear English. She's ready to share her knowledge with you on today's show. Hi, homeschool leaders. This is Carol Topp, the host of the Dollars and Cents Show podcast with another episode of the podcast for homeschool leaders. My website is homeschoolcpa.com. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking to Becky Abrams. It's the third part of a three-part podcast series with this very experienced, wonderful leader from Oregon. And uh, in this episode, Becky talks about the difficulty with trying not to take things that happen personally. Becky talks about dealing with disappointment and having unmet expectations. And she gives some wonderful thoughts and reminders of how you can practice not stewing on things, but learn to roll with the punches when those kinds of things happen when you're leading your group. I think you're going to find the mindset that she has to be very helpful as you try to not take things too personally as a leader in your homeschool group. So I hope you have learned a lot from Becky's interview and we'll learn more in this final episode with her. Okay, I, I want to pick your brain a little bit more about another topic. Maybe, maybe you've had this happen, Becky. I don't know, but has anybody ever disappointed you? You know, not been able to do what they promised or what Never. you hoped? No. Never? Okay, well, no, end people. of conversation. No. <laughs> I know, I painted this picture. All my members are so happy and they're thankful. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, no. Even if, like, we did put in a lot of work initially to create a handbook and our bylaws and all these things to help Allevi- not alleviate, but maybe avoid issues, keep issues from arising, and just, you know, put out there how we're going to address things. So we don't have a, a whole lot of drama that I think maybe you have if you're not pretty clear up okay. front what the expectations okay. are. But um, mm-hmm. even in cases where, like, I've had to learn, um, this year has been better, but and I'm totally, like, exposing myself, but when people leave co-op, even if they're not upset mm-hmm. and they just are, you know, their life is changing or um, something's different for them and they, for whatever reason, they need they leave co-op. That's, like, so, I feel, it's hard not to feel totally abandoned by, right. especially if they were Disappointed. in leadership or... Sad. Yeah. Or you, you, you try not to take it personally because right. it's not really personal. They've got a lot of things going on in their lives and they just can't do right. your co-op but it does feel like that like I formed a community with you I formed a friendship with you and now right. you know or, or worse you know my kids form friendships with yeah. your kids and they're not going to see each other yeah um, yeah so yeah. even even in like good situations where it's not you know like something went negative or south and they left and they were mad and which some you know that can happen too but even I mean that's almost like a different I would use a different word than disappointed <laughs> Because mm-hmm. in these other cases, when people just move on or step down from leadership or they maybe they say they're going to teach a class and then the last minute they're, you know, they <laughs> send you an email like one in the morning before co-op oh. starts, the day yeah. before co-op no. starts, and they're like, no. oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Right. Like, hey, I, I'm really <sighs> sorry I can't teach that class. 
and they like have totally legitimate reasons. They're you know their mom has cancer and they just had a baby and all these things yeah. that's reasonable. But it you're right. I and I think other people. I don't I don't think it's just me, but I have struggled with taking it really personally, and hmm. like that really. And that really hurt my feelings. Um, in this case, I was talking to my mom about it, I don't know, last year or something, and she said something that has really stuck with me. And maybe, I don't know, maybe it's helped because I've gotten better this year, but her pastor, running a co-op is a lot like running a church. Yep. And so yeah. her pastor had said something, and I was like, that is so true. He he just said that, I, I didn't hear the message um, myself, so, but she told me he said that he feels he's decided, determined a long time ago that God put him in the position of bus driver, and he drives the bus and he he leads the church, and people come and go and they get on and off the bus, and it's not really his. You get on and ride a bus. The bus driver doesn't look at you and say, "Why are you getting off?" You're not supposed to get, you can't get off now. You're going to have to wait. What's the matter with my bus? Right? Yeah. Or like it's like time for bus? you to get off now. You just drive. They mm. just drive the bus, and they make their stops, and people get on and off, and you just kind of have to roll with it. And he said that, and I just thought, oh, that's so true. And that's that a really, really good did, perspective. Yeah, yeah, that really did stick with me. So then, you know, it's going to happen every year. I've accepted that, that every year towards the end of the year, and it's never who I think it will be, there, yeah. are, there are people that come and say, we're not coming back to co-op next year. And they might be people that had, I had somebody this year that we made a lot of plans with and who was going to be a big oh. part of co-op next year. And mm. it was there wasn't any negativity. They weren't. I'm, you know, as far as I know, I'm always kind of like, did I do something wrong? <laughs> but as far as I know, it was just God moving their family in a different direction. So it sounds like, Becky, you don't try to talk them out of it. You believe um, that they have thought it through. So you don't try to talk them out of it. Yeah. I mean, I always, okay. like I'm always, I do try to ask, you know, is, did something happen um, that we need to address? Or right. Because occasionally right. somebody, especially if, they're maybe not very confrontational, then they... Right, they, they don't want to bring like, it up. Yeah. yeah, they won't tell you. But maybe if you ask, then occasionally they'll be like, well, actually, okay, here's actually why we're leaving co-op. And maybe that can be addressed. So I do, like, respond, and I try to respond graciously and say if there's something that happened that we can address, then please do let mm-hmm. me know. I, you know, I, I want to know about that. I really care. We'll miss you guys. Um, and then we do... We added an element to co-op of um, which hasn't really taken off, but we keep offering it like community members where and it's kind of by invitation only right now, but if somebody if being part of co-op every Monday was too much, then um, they can come and just be a part of like the parties and the talent show and the field trips. I gotcha. And just be a part of that stuff. so we're right. Still we're still toying around with the whole thing. So, but I have offered that to members. So that way, if if it really was just too much for them, but they want to be a part, then we can keep them in the community. That's nice. I don't know. I don't feel like yeah. there's a whole lot of. Usually, they have made up their mind, and I think sometimes there's stuff going on, like that they have going on that we don't know of course. about. 
Oh, I was just going to say that. You finished my sentence. I was going to say we don't always know what's going on in people's home lives. And sometimes it's so personal they're not going to share. I mean, you know, what woman is going to share with you? Well, you know, my marriage is really struggling and I need to focus. Or one of my kids is really rebellious and I need to change something. But if she does share it, of course you you understand better. But no, that's personal. She's probably not going to share that kind of stuff. So it comes across as I'm too busy. Well, because right. she is. She's too busy, and she needs to focus on other things. So, yeah, yeah. we really don't know Right. All the I reasons. think that's, that's a lot of times, I think a lot of times that's more the case. But because, because they're being kind of vague and not, maybe not sharing this more personal thing that's going on, it's a lot easier for us as leaders to take it like, oh, they're being vague. I must have done something. Something must have happened. They're mad at no. me. <laughs> no, no. Kind no. of internalize this whole like, right. oh, what happened? And yeah, I've been really trying the last. That's years. usually not it. You, yeah. Usually, what I find happens is someone may know them a little bit better, and without divulging, you know, too much, or they'll say something like, "Oh, they've got," you right. know, fill in the blank. Like you said, that's like mother or this going on in their lives, and then you realize, oh, okay, it's not. It's not me, right. you know, it's not personal. It's something else in their life. And they just didn't feel the need to expose that to everybody in the co-op, right? Yeah, their that's personal one of the struggles. advantages of yeah. having a board because a lot of times people, I'm, I think I'm, I don't know, I've been told I'm a little bit intimidating. <laughs> so sometimes people aren't going to tell me things, but yeah, exactly. I love having the board. And we just talked about this the other day as, as a board and I just encourage them. I say, you guys are just as much in leadership, and people may come and talk to you, and they need yeah. to know that they can do that. So, you know, just reminding yeah. the board members that um, to be accessible and to kind of be available, make sure that people know that you're part of the board and that you care about um, how they're doing and, you know, taking the temperature of co-op and how are they doing. And That's then true. a lot of times when we have a board meeting, like just exactly like you said, I'll be like, yeah, so-and-so said they're not coming back, or they seem really unhappy, but they didn't say anything. And then, yeah, one of the board members will be like, oh, well, yeah, they're going through something with their family. Right, or, right, yeah, right, I didn't, right. I feel so insensitive sometimes because, but a lot of times it's not my fault. I really didn't no. know. And, no, and you can't, you can't know and you shouldn't know. You, we can't. Right. We can't carry everybody's burden. Just, no, just a few. Yeah. Right. It's not my business. Can't be intimate with everybody. All, yeah. all of your thirty closest friends there at co-op. Right. No, it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But anyway, mm. so to get back, I don't know, to your original kind of question about the the disappointment, and I think the biggest thing when we get disappointed, it's because we are we had expectations, and I don't mm. think. You know, I used to think, well, then I'm just not going to have any expectations. <laughs> that's not the answer. That's not a, you know, that's not a good solution. That realistic, right, right. Yeah, so you, you have to have expectations and, and you have to be vulnerable to some degree to, to have a healthy community where you do encourage each other and support each other. But then I, for me personally, it's all about just, you know, when these things hit you and it's disappointing, um, all of those things that we talked about, reminding yourself that it's very likely it doesn't have anything to do with you. 
Right. And just turn, I just turn it over to the Lord. I talk to God about it. <laughs> and sometimes if the, I'm not feeling better after that, then I'll have to talk to my husband and mm-hmm. talk to my mom. But mm-hmm. a lot of times I've had a lot of, you know, in different Bible studies and things where they say, just talk to God about it. Like, almost like you were talking to a girlfriend, like unloading. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't believe mm-hmm. it happened, mm-hmm. and I can't believe they said that. And sometimes I'll do that for like a whole day and kind of stew mm-hmm. on it. But I'm praying about yeah. it the whole time. And then we, you know, we have control. We control our mind. We control where our yeah. mind goes and our thinking. Yeah. And so something else that I've done that's really helped is really determine I'm not going to dwell on it again. Oh, good for you. Yeah. That, that's, like, a, that's a maturity kind of thing. And, <laughs> yeah. and you, yeah, it's true. I'm finally I've, hitting that point. <laughs> finally getting there. Yeah, I yeah. know what you mean. Yeah, but yeah, so like it takes in, practice to uh-huh. to control that thinking to not to not go there, to not stew mm-hmm. on it, to not rehash it in your mind, to focus yeah. your mind on something else. Right. So, yeah. like the next day, a lot of times that's I I don't know if other people. I just have days, and I don't know. They're still pretty frequent where it's like this day is done, and I just can't wait. I'm going to go to bed early and be done with today, and I'm. Usually by like halfway through the day, I just will stop talking. <laughs> Nothing mm-hmm. coming out of my mouth is very nice and get through the day and I just go to bed and talk to the Lord about it and think when I get up tomorrow, we're not, I'm not going to be this way tomorrow. And I'm worried tomorrow's a new day. We're going to start over fresh. And that whole, the verse about God's mercies being new every morning. And mm. I used to get really hung up on things that happened like the day before or the week before and I would get up the next day no there was no fresh new mercy it was the same Mm. as it was the day before Uh, and so mm. you know I'd love to be able to shut it down in the middle of the day sometimes and be like oh let's just you know regroup and Mm -hmm. have a better afternoon but sometimes I just can't pull it together and I just think tomorrow we're going to be done. I'm going to be done thinking about this. I'm not going to sit around and stew on it anymore. Hmm. And it, hmm. I don't know. It's, I don't know if it's a God thing or miracle or something, but then I'll get up the next morning and, you know, talk to the Lord when I get up and just think, okay. And the, and the next day is different. You know, to think that we're going to do something for even five years in a row or ten, but definitely ten years to think, you know, oh, I'm going to do this for the next ten or fifteen years of my life. Like, <laughs> I've learned the hard way. That's generally, especially when you make that statement out loud, it's almost like a challenge. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, you think so? Okay, <laughs> let me show you who's in charge. So I tell people, especially homeschool moms, you're not married to anything except your husband. Right. <laughs> and you kind of got to keep the kids. But, you know, you're not yeah. married to a curriculum. You're not married to a group. You're not married to a philosophy. It can change. And you do, this is the best advice I ever received before I started homeschooling. You do what is right for this child at this time. Yes. And that's how you started homeschooling, Becky. You had to do what was right for that, for those uh-huh. boys and your yeah. family situation that couldn't afford you to be working in private school and all that. You had to do what was right for this child at this time and for that child that was finding him friends. And so that's why you started your Arrows yeah. community. It's yeah. Just- it all kind of unfolds. I couldn't, five years ago, I don't think I could have, I could not have picked this out of a hat if you would have said, <laughs> Here, here's a list of options of what you may be doing. I was like, oh, I don't think it's that one. So, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. You just, I think that God honors that too. You know, when we can just approach life with an open hand and kind of go where he leads us one step at a time and do, I've been telling my mom, I'm just do what's in front of me. And so this is what's in front of me again this year. And mm-hmm. so we'll mm-hmm. do it again this year and, and who knows, you know, things can change a lot over True. the course of a year. True. But we'll see where we are next year. But, All right. but yeah, but I'm thankful to be here for this year. And Yay. And I'm it. sure your group is thankful to have you. Yes. Oh, thank you. And for all the, you know, the people that you're helping and, and blessing, and it's wonderful. Yeah. Absolutely wonderful. So you guys are my heroes. Okay. So thank you. Thank <laughs> you for what you do for those families in Oregon. Thank you for joining the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with Carol Top here at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. For more helpful information, visit Carol at her website, homeschoolcpa.com.